Okay, so we just we are just at the end of this Arsenal United game, and we're gonna get straight into our live thoughts of this game week. Still got one more game to go, and we are recording this on Spaces as well from now on. So if you want to listen to the live stuff, check out our Twitter and go and listen on Spaces. Um, but yeah, the end of let's get right into this big big fixture. Um, or actually, let's just sum up our teams initially. We've got who wants to who wants to talk about their team, and let's start with you. Let's start with you, PS, for the fun, and then we'll come to Thomas for some uh, yeah. <laughs> some more fun like, later. I'm I'm excited that this is like the first pod I'm not actually getting trashed in for a certain captaincy <laughs> pick or a transfer. You know, it feels nice. Um, I'm on 73 points right now. Holland cap, love it. Kepa nine points, absolutely love it. Saka. Fernandez and Rashford all performing and Akanji and Trippier clean sheets um, and bonus, which is perfect. Um, I am hopefully going to jump up to 589k, 86k overall rank from 750. So, uh, yeah, I'm very, very pleased with this week, especially after kind of screwing up last week's with getting rid of Solly March and not playing capital and goal. I need, need to make up some points. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, very, very pleased with myself. And, you know, the good run of form continues from the restart. Yeah, Thomas, let's hear it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I was having a decent week. I mean, all my guys have pretty much returned, but I captained KDB. So, um, you know, I was a bit bullish on the Wolves at home. I hit his 60-point captain uh, return like many others did last year. Actually, not that many others, but some Twitter people did last year. Um, but, you know, that didn't turn out very well. And I think I lost, what, 11 points on it. Um, which took me, I, I could have stayed around 40k, 37k, but I'm down at 80k right now. But four players to play tomorrow, so we just need a Spurs masterclass against Fulham, uh, which I don't I don't hate because Fulham do have the most conceded goals, in the, uh, expected conceded goals in the league. But yeah, a bit of a disaster class kind of fell from all, all the all the work we did kind of post restart, just completely fell off because I was at what 90k at the restart. And uh, and I was at thirty seven last week, and now I'm back at 80, 82 or something. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll get more. Let's hear it, that. boys. Let's hear. Uh, let's hear. It. Let's hear. It. I want to. We'll, I we'll get more views. into the uh, into the Highland stuff, but I'll talk about my team in a sec. So yeah, seventy seven points. I slightly beat out Pierce. I don't have any Arsenal guys, so that's very good considering. Uh, Kepa huge nine points. Botman un- unbelievable. He's got me four clean sheets in four games since I since I've got him in. Um, uh, Mares another assist, uh, and then obviously the big one, Harlan Cap. Um, I did. I I mean, I I wasn't firmly on on Harlan before. I I did I did venture with the idea of going against it, but I, I just could I just couldn't pull through. So yeah, that was very very fortunate that I didn't in the end. Obviously, so I went from fifty four k up to forty three k. So a nice little green arrow. Can't complain. Will not complain at all with that. And I've still got two guys to go who are big differentials in in Kulusevski and then Mitrovic as well. No Kane, so that's a little terrifying, but you know, still, still good, still good. Um, so let's. I want to talk about. I want to talk about Haaland. The important point. So obviously, <laughs> I just mentioned that Thomas. Tell me your thoughts that went into why you didn't do it. Uh, I mean, to be fair, by the end of by the last day, like we were hoping we'd hear 
there's some sort of murmurs of people thinking that he might get rested just because KDB got rested recently. Not that KDB got rested for kind of different reasons, but um, that he might just play 30 minutes. It was always somewhat expected that he would play around 60 minutes um, or 70 minutes. But I mean, he's just Haaland's Haaland. It's just another lesson. I mean, really, say I went for KDB. His, his Wolves at home loved it last year. It was it was massive, and I've been I've been on a decent run, and I kind of want to get differential since captaincy is like ninety percent of it. In the past, like four to five game weeks, we've seen you know a lot of opportunity to go against Holland. I don't know if this was really the right decision. If I'm honest, I should have stuck with Kane because that's what I had it on throughout the week. Um, but I, you know, FPL's fun as well as as much as I want a good rank. So it was definitely what I wanted to do, and I don't mind it. I mean. Uh, he, he'll probably still be my captain later on, Holland, like in majority game weeks. You know, I'm going to go against it every now and then. Yeah, and I mean, we're, we're all big fans of the differential cap and, you know, trying to, trying to get an extra gain on points here and there. But yeah, I, I obviously no shame in the KDB cap, but it's Holland, mate. Like, yeah, it just, it just no, happens. I, no, no, they place, yeah. My, sorry, my to be fair, Tom, I, I know this is our city going to be. Wolves by a lot. If the question is yes, then you go for Haaland. If the question is no, then you'd probably go for Kane, right? And then obviously it would still have been wrong if you went for Kane. Haaland had a massive haul, but yeah, I think when it comes to the De Bruyne, I know, I know he he had the dreams of last of last season where he got four goals and an assist or something like that. But again, it was a completely different City team where you know I think De Bruyne was on penalties at that point. They didn't have a a focal point striker. Uh, KDB was on a ridiculous run in that end of the season. Uh, very, he was the key man in the run in to to the end, where he has kind of taken a more sort of like uh, back step in the team just to facilitate Haaland. So yeah, it's of course very easy to say in hindsight. So I, I, mean, I know all too well, but yeah, I think it is a uh, it's definitely it's a one that cost you a lot of points, unfortunately. Yeah, I know, but you know, people would have said the same things in the last couple of weeks if he had hit. I mean, and he yeah, didn't. and so I mean, I'm all right with it. It's you know, City weren't like incredibly good, and you can kind of rely on KDB to always be creating chances, no matter who's on the end of it as well. I know Haaland is the recipient of a lot of the really good ones, but you know, like the odd header, a lot, a lot of the corners, like yeah, I, I don't know. It was more of just a differential at the time I wanted to take it. Um, also knowing that Rashford's probably going to be most people's captains next week, uh, it was probably a good time to save that and wait for next week to do a bit of a differential. But, um, you know, that's okay. Also, the, the biggest part was that I thought KDB would get a full 90 if I'm honest because they have another five days until the cup game and he had a full rest. And it, obviously, it's an actual knock or something because he's he's been taken off precautionary to make sure he doesn't do anything silly, um, and, and get any kind of injury, but. I don't know. I I think him coming off at 60 minutes was kind of what I expected, but KDB coming off at 75 made it completely worthless. You know, KDB almost had the fourth goal like assist that was marginally offside, which would have made my day a little bit better. But um, yeah, I guess we just moved. He yeah, was no, I mean, there's no doubting that. Spots. There's no doubting that if you want to have a ridiculously high finish, you're gonna to have to go against Holland. So then, like, of course, I respect that. But as I I think I've said this plenty of times on the pod, it's like about picking your spots. And yeah, unlike I guess it just it just went completely completely the wrong way this week. So yeah, but yeah. I think in yeah, I think in hindsight, if I'm honest, is I I don't I'm not mad at going against Haaland because I felt like this week was an okay week to do it, knowing that he will get some sort of limited minutes. But I should have gone Kane is what I should have done because Fulham Fulham letting chances like yeah. I had Marcus Silva like the back of my hand and I 
Kane's going to get at least three to four decent chances in that game if they can play decently and get out the back and all that. Yeah, um, and then of course, I, I think, yeah, I definitely think Spurs could be one for a bit of an outside shout for a good, good, um, you know, a big, a big win here because you know being Fulham away would be kind of a statement result that they're back in sort of Champions League contention, and you can see Benton Coons fit. Benton fit. They were pretty, un- you know, they were unlucky against City. They went two 0 up. Of course, you could say Spurs bottle jobs, whatever, but they went two 0 up, and that shows they have goals in the team. They can, they can, you know, they can always, they can always score goals. So yeah, it's, if they get on the right side of a a Fulham expected, you know, goals conceded swing, then it could be a few a few goals, and obviously Harry Kane's usually getting some sort of say in that. Um, exactly. Also, we have massive differentials in oh, well, Kulu's one, but yeah, if if Kulu or Doherty can bring, you know, if between them they can bring back like twelve points for me, it'll do it. It'll be a ton to get me back to forty k, fifty k. Um, yeah. but we'll see because both of them are like one percent owned. Kane would be nice too because he's not really largely owned. And then Mitrovic, you have Mitrovic still as well, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, Mitrovic as well. Mitrovic goal would be uh, he still still would. You know, that'd still be quite good on as he's I think he's gone down in um in the EO quite a lot recently because of a few um a few blanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the other games as well. Uh any any other games that stand out to talk about? Um, uh, I mean Arsenal man, you I mean yeah. Yeah. We yeah, we actually think we should talk about that because yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, we don't but, need to talk about it. Um I think we we all somewhat knew this. I think last, so this week it was a confirmed that Jesus is going to be out for a bit longer than they expected. A lot of them said early Feb, and that's definitely not happening. I think it's like later Feb or even March. Um, so, and it could be even later than that because it's a knee injury. So it's, it's going to take like, even when he comes back, it'll be a good two weeks or a week and a bit on the bench, um, especially when Niketi is for him. But I think Niketi is just a, a massive option right now. He's 6.6 mil, which is a bit of a joke. Uh, it's hard to switch him, especially if you're like, I mean, you have Kane and Mitrovic, who it's basically a 50-50 who you get rid of. One of them is probably going to start doing well in the next couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, him and Saka, I think, are like the two biggest options, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I think that's very fair. Um, yeah, the double Arsenal attack. I guess most people would have one of uh, that Arsenal midfield. I mean, I don't, but most people do. And then you'd Nketiah on top of that makes it very easy. And then Arsenal defender you know, double up on the Arsenal midfield. Obviously, people are going to try and max out the Arsenal because double fixture and the best team in the league. So, and very cheap for what they give you. So, it's a very simple decision there with with basically just bringing them in as soon as possible. Um, Obviously, actually, uh, actually, we'll get into that a little bit later with the United and Leeds double game weeks. But from this game, yeah, Saka, you know, Nketia, sorry, Nketia, two games in a row now. Spurs, he had 1.5 XG. Again, he got 1.8 XG today against United. So he's just someone that is a bit of a... He's just a lot better than people seem to want to give him credit for. Uh, if he's continuing to create this, these spaces and these chances for himself, he is, you know, obviously he's got a great great team around him to help facilitate that. But he is, you know, he's he's doing his job for the team and he's doing a fantastic... He, he looks like a better finisher than, again, yeah, what people, people give him credit for. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, I, I love, I think one of, I think this is also a good thing and a bad thing, but I always love doing like little five game week snippets of like on like FFX or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. To try and see like who's been in crazy good form or like yeah. any kind of cha- change in system. And Niketi has had you know, 19 shots in four 
football games, it's pretty much five shots a game. It's Mitrovic Haaland numbers. It's quite ridiculous. And 18 of them being in the box. Mm-hmm. Um, seven of 19 being a big chance. Like he's just a straight poacher and he's always in the six yard box. Uh, he doesn't create really much. Like he's not that involved. He does a bit of hold up play, but it's never like the, the final ball into the, another player. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of perfect for FPL. Like he's going to just score a goal, hopefully get a bonus. But we've seen recently that he can get a goal and nothing kind of on top of it. Um, but at 6.6, I don't think he really cares. He played for the best team in the league at this point. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think it is. It's, it's very simple. When you're a 6.6 striker for the team that's top of the league, I think that makes it very difficult. Even, I know we spoke, We like you, you were talking of getting rid of Kane or Mitrovic for him, which says it all. That's how highly regarded we rate him because, you know, you think the amount of money you would save on Kane and the funds that you could spread around by someone that could produce probably as good as Kane, but for just obviously five mil less. That's um that's a lot of uh, a lot of praise. Um yeah, I also think it's worth saying that like if you people think of the triple up in midfield, but Od- Odegaard is good. He got those points today somewhat. I don't know if it was questionable or not, but uh it's kind of like Odegaard versus Niketi if you already have Martinelli and you're trying to get Saka too, because I think Saka is the best option probably, especially being likely on pens. Um, so it's kind of like Odegaard versus Niketi and I think Niketi just right now is blowing him out of the water and the fact that Jesus isn't coming out we kind of a lot of people moving away from that Odegaard pick I think yeah no 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 I I, I agree Um, I mean do you not think that Martinelli may be a little bit more of a risk going forward we saw him get subbed at 80 minutes today for Trossard yeah like yeah, I, if, I, if you don't have Martinelli getting Odegaard instead could be an option yeah yeah well, they brought in Trossard for a reason, and they clearly want to rotate that front line and all that. And so I think the one that's definitely under threat the most is Martinelli. And especially what Smith Rowe is slowly coming back as well, which is another one just to throw into the mix, which is going to be which is going to be an issue as well. And then, I mean, to be honest, though, I, I really like the Enkedia pick. It's just it, how how much longer is that run going to keep going? That's the thing. Like, I, oh, I, it'll keep going. Yeah, I, I, I may, yeah maybe. There's no reason it can't. I don't think there's any reason it can't. I mean, if he's taking if he's taking five shots a game, yeah, yeah, no, exactly, exactly. That's that's exactly. If his stats are backing up every aspect of that, then yeah, you can turn around and be like, why, why wouldn't that run keep keep continuing like this? Because he's producing his xG is on par with his actual goals. So it's unless he starts being a terrible finisher out of nowhere, you know, he he seems like he's the guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, even. Even 18 shots in a box. I mean, unless he's shooting it by byline, like that's, I mean, I'd say like at least six of them are probably good ones, seven, probably more. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. I mean, we we saw like... Arsenal today, they did 2.5 XG against Man U, who are a good defensive side that we talk about on FPR. So, <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. Uh, on a United side of things, what did you guys, what did you guys um, think of that? Uh, I, I thought they were all right. I've just, Arsenal just they're the best team in the Prem at the moment obviously being taught but uh, it's just defensively they're sound it's like I don't know I don't know what their issue is it's like it's their lines between like midfield to defense and stuff and their communication there but like the goals that Arsenal scored today were fantastic fantastic goals like even some of the best teams in the world are gonna struggle to mark up against those like those chances that they were getting so I mean yeah I was I was pleasantly Pleasantly surprised with that uh, Bruno Fernandez performance as well. Needed those points because he's just a huge differential in my team that's been performing the last three games, well, two game weeks. So, I mean, yeah, it's 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, it also feels like they're kind of playing a man down with Weghorst in a bit. Like he kind of, he slows down their play because they look for like this quick transitional like counter against Arsenal today. And whenever he got the ball, he was like kind of a step behind everyone else on the team. That's probably due to him just being like so new to new to the system and all that stuff. But yeah, I, I don't know if like if Marshall is kind of the better pick just for how they want to play and all that. But it's he they, they just didn't they didn't look too threatening at times in attack with him. That was the only thing. Yeah, it's. It's sad seeing a, a a big man struggle these days in the Premier League. Yeah, uh, but I, I I think it was a big jump for him for sure. I don't know what's up with Martial. They kind of need him, but also Martial's not really that reliable for you know the build up and all that anyway. He's more of a uh, in the final third player. Um, but yeah, United are good. I think investing their defense is a bit better, which I was hoping Dallow would be back today so he could pl- I could get him this next week and be confident in it, but. I don't think that's going to happen. So weirdly enough, I think Casemiro being without Casemiro today definitely made a massive difference. Like he's yeah. a good player on that side, um, yeah. going forward and going back. And and if you look at his stats recently, they're pretty solid. Like he just gets on a lot of uh, crosses, like set pieces, makes late runs into the box, like kind of just goes past everyone in for like a, a Luke Shaw whip. So if if I need money or if I feel like I want to do a negative four. I might bring a Casemiro for this week. He'd be the only third Man United asset I'd probably look at. Yeah, yeah. Casemiro would be. He's the only third asset. Like, I've already got Rashford and Shaw, so he's the only one I would look at. for. Well, I mean, yeah. we've, got, we've got now two weeks in between uh, the break because because there's FA Cup next weekend. So mm-hmm. I think if Dallo is back for after that, I think it's, there's potential you can look at the double United defence with their sort of run of games because they have... A double game week if they don't have a replay and then so they'll have a double game week against Crystal Palace at home and Leeds at home and then they also have Leeds away Leicester at home Brentford at home um, Liverpool at Southampton at home so they've got like just a huge run of home games against you know bottom of the table bottom half table teams and United have been very very solid at the back so yeah I, I, I don't hate the double United defence um, but obviously Fernandez is very tough to look away from as well. Um, yeah, I think he he he's obviously been doing doing very good for Pierce's team, and yeah, he's someone that you know as as sort of they struggle with their strikers, he's stepped up a lot more in terms of taking taking chances for himself. Um, yeah, yeah like his like yeah. what what is it? He's he's only selected by five point seven percent of FPL teams right now. Yeah. Like he is just a massive, massive differential for me, especially for not having like the two big premium midfielders we've talked about this season in Salah and KDB, who have been mm-hmm. underperforming to say the least. I think having him right now has been just absolutely huge for just coming back from that two point one mil overall rank to now five hundred K. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm just yeah, I'm very, very pleased with him. I, I think also another player I kind of want to look at is i just want to look at cucarella for a slight second because he's probably the the most uh i don't know on and off fpo player right now for chelsea and he's selected by 8.7 percent of teams but he still is gathering those clean sheet points that are so key to like to like a team success right now and at his price of 5.2 it's kind of like you can just rotate him in and out of the bench and it's just with chelsea's upcoming fixtures as well like they play Fulham, West Ham, Southampton. If if you don't have him, I think you probably should because he seems to be the starter there at left back now, especially that 
even though Chilwell's like still doing his rehab process, I think he's someone you must have. Really? I, I, I really I do. Must have. I I, I, I've, I really do. I think he's he's just he's garnering these weird points, and at his price point, I think he's kind of there just to take in and out. Like he works yeah, so well. I mean, I don't know. Kepa does well. He point. does well. That's the thing. And if the you always Kepa... is very competitive. You know, you've got the second Newcastle spot. Who Newcastle looked like a much stronger defense than Chelsea, um, especially because you can get Kepper for so cheap as well. Exactly, um, and then. You know, you can also buy, as I said, Man United defender. Dallow could be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, they'll have a much, much better fixture run than Chelsea. Um, you could do a Man City defender as well. They've got a fantastic run. And you know that someone like John Stones is nailed at 5.5.0. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and an Arsenal defender as well, of course. Ben White, 4.7. So, yeah, I think it's, comp- it's competitive. There's a lot of cheap, cheap players that I don't think outside of Trippier, Haaland, and uh, Rashford, you know, it's very open season out there. Yeah, and it's nice seeing like the uh the big FPL names kind of yeah. not be uh I don't know performing like they usually do. It's kind of it's kind of nice like swapping and changing players that aren't really used to performing well and like just seeing them pop off for you, which is nice. Mm-hmm. I I think that's like where the fun comes from for FPL. At least that's for me. Yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely uh it's definitely fun when. You know, there's only three because I mean, every season there's always guys that are nailed on and don't mean anything to your side. You know, in the years past, it'll be Salah, whatever. But this season, obviously, Harlan, Trippier, Rashford, but that still leaves, you know, seven positions where they they all can make up points for you. So it's yeah. fun in that regard. Uh, Pierce, on a Chelsea, I think it's also, I, 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 when you look at it, Cucurella's stats, he doesn't really go anywhere. He doesn't do anything. Um, I don't know if he's getting in high spots because I don't watch the entire most of Chelsea's entire games, but his stats don't, don't suggest he'll do anything on the attacking end. No, not for the do attack. You... I'm just saying for consistent for, for consistent defensive points because everyone goes for like these like these attacking return defenders and stuff, and it's kind of a gamble here and there unless you have like a Trippier or a Shaw who are like who are really them for picking up those attacking points, but. Apart from that, like if you just want a consistent six pointer, like every other weekend, because if you have Kappa, like I, I don't see why not. Like he's just at that five point two mil price. It's so nice to play around with. But I mean that that could just be me and my my Chelsea bias as well. That's the only thing. Yeah, I I think I'm looking far more to Mudrik and Felix. I think I'll wait one more game week. Um, but I do I do like Mudrik now. But I think it's worth seeing if he's going to get the start. If he gets the start this week, then I think he's going to stay there, and he'll probably be a good option um but felix coming back he could definitely be in for kane um the week after but the thing is we still got to prioritize like our third asset from yeah. arsenal and city because they're doubling and it's good double too so yeah that's 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 what i'm thinking about and i'm also thinking about my captaincy for next game week as well um i don't know if i'm gonna do between rashford or bruno um and that's that's a dilemma that is probably gonna have to wait and see uh especially just training and press conferences and whatnot. Um, but having two free transfers is definitely really nice to play around with because I low-key want to get rid of Mitro and bring in probably like Inketia and then bring in another... Oof, I don't even know who my second transfer would be, but I have two. And Inketia definitely is someone I want to take advantage of. But I also should probably start preparing for maybe uh, a nice Liverpool run. Because I don't have Darwin, and obviously we talk about his threat a lot, being able to bring in points and how he's so due to do it. Um, 
So yeah, I mean that's that's also just something I gotta gotta think of like going into the coming weeks. Yeah, well, I think we all have what two, two uh, city players and like one or two Arsenal players. We're all trying to bring in three players before double gaming twenty three hours soon. Yeah, or maybe yeah. more taking minuses. Uh, who are your like watch lists like top five? So what game week did you say this was? Twenty three for the next one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for before like by the time you get to twenty three. Or should we talk about 22 even? So we said Man U a little bit. What about Leeds? Because Leeds have a double game week next week. Um, so I, are you what's... planning on, on bringing anyone from Leeds in? They have um, United away and... Um, they have United away. Uh, Forest away as well. Forest away. So yeah, I would... I would what about, what's, uh, do we know what Nanto's expected minutes are? I don't think... It's pretty think, good. They're pretty good. Yeah, he's at five mil and he's a forward. Like, if we're talking about spreading cash around the team, uh, preparing for the coming weeks, I think he could be someone. Uh, Justin Marsh seems to like him a lot. He gets into really good position, makes good off the ball runs after like playing one twos and around the box and all that. Like, he he could be someone, but I don't don't actually know his expected men's. Yeah, I have to say, I don't know. I don't know if I really fancy him because, as like he is, he is an enabler, five mil striker. He he's expected to start at least definitely the first game. But again, I think it's a lot of it's down to just, you know, Leeds have had loads of injuries. Sinistera has been out. Uh, Somerville has been out. Um, and like a couple of other, some other guys from off the top of my head have been out. So he's been starting, been good, been good. So that will get him a start for next game. But yeah. it is, it's just long term, right? Like you don't want to have a guy on your team who, you know, within three weeks is suddenly just a guy who gets 20 minutes off the bench. So, yeah, if you really, really want to yeah. get an enabler, I like. I actually really am liking um, uh, Ferguson more from Brighton. I think him coming off the bench and scoring is huge for his sort of like his reputation within the team, right? Like he saved his team a point. Um, it, it should nail almost. I think it'll be more nailed than Ganonto long term. Ganonto long term. Um, so yeah, I I prefer him over over him, but. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I just don't think yeah. it's gonna get a major haul. I think it's just a luxury transfer. I think any yeah. Leeds asset is kind of a luxury transfer right now. Not that they're bad because they could definitely score goals against both Manu and Forest, but they got Manu again after that, and then Everton, which is quite a nice fixture. But Southampton, and then they got a, a blank game week, likely in twenty five. It's it's not for sure, but it's possible. Um, so it's you know it's one of those where we all have Man United assets, we all have Newcastle assets. They're both blanking, pot, like likely or whatever in twenty five. So it, it might be wise not to just do that because it's not like it's going to bring you in fifteen points. It's you know it's a possible six seven pointer. Um, but other, I mean, I liked Bamford a lot, but he didn't get the start today, so he's just I'm not going to give him the nod because he's probably going to take a bit more time to get into the starting lineup. Uh, would you well, would you say with that blank coming up, it would be fine to? like really go heavy on the double game week players in Leeds and United and then kind of going for maybe a wild card shout or something after that. I don't think so. I'm just, I'm just I'm just offering so. a difference of opinion. I'm not saying I'm going to do that, but no, I don't just, think it's worth that. I think Leeds gotcha. Leeds so I think people mostly will have two United players at least. Uh maybe even three. And then you'll want to bring one more in and then Leeds I think Leeds you can stick with just one because yeah get in one they'll play twice i don't think there's leads at the end of the day are a team in the relegation battle there's no need to rip up your teams to bring in a guy who has united away as their extra fixture uh of course they can still 
uh, score a goal or something. So that's why I like Rodrigo. Rodrigo should start both games, playing as a striker, um, should even play 90 minutes or at least close to 80, sort of 75 to 90 minutes in both games. And you know what? He, scored, he can score goals against the big teams and he averages like 3.5 shots per 90 on penalties. Um, so yeah, I think if if anyone, and I think that, that midfield spot, there's more people. I think people will have more of a midfield spot open to transfers than a striker spot. Yeah, yeah that's definitely that my right. my struggle at the moment is uh, deciding between where I want to prioritize my change because I don't really have a defender to sub in for Doherty next week when he plays against City at home, and it's not the worst. But I'm just very weary of a of, of benching in that game. I'm not this Fulham game. I expect him to start, but with Conte, you never know with the wing back. So. I think I'm trying to get rid of him from that Man City game, but because Dallow's not good, I don't know if it's going to be him. It could be Ben White, but it's a bit boring for me. I'd rather have three Arsenal attackers. Um, yeah, I, uh, it's kind of tough. Uh, you could bring in a Man City player, but KDB and Haaland are the only ones that are really, really nailed. I mean, I could go for Myra's, but is that shit sale, Tom? Or you think it's still there? Um, is that shit sale, Tom? You think it's still there? I think potentially in terms of Myra's, it's. It's a bit more difficult just because, I mean, he isn't good form. He isn't good form. I think he's definitely in Pep's good books right now. And I don't know if there's a natural replacement there. But, but like, as I say, Champions League games coming up, FA Cup fixture coming up. Um, yeah, as as we get into the, more of that sort of silly season of fixtures, double game weeks, he's definitely more harder to predict. And I, I have in my team, but he is not someone that I look at as like a long-term prospect. So, yeah, I could look at him and potentially get him out early cash my luck so cash my points out and and just go for someone like rodrigo or you know an arsenal arsenal sacker just because i know long term they're nails and I, and again as we said i want to do more double game week transfers on the side as well he's someone that i can just not focus on like especially if it's saka don't have to worry about that he's going to play every game he's going to score goals Whereas Mar is there, you're constantly every week, you know, reading Pep quotes and trying to translate his cryptic freaking nonsense. So you just want to focus on on other <laughs> stuff. Um, so yeah, I think I think Mar is in my books. I, I don't know if I'd necessarily like target him to bring in. I think there's I mean they do have their double game week, but I think maybe maybe go for a defender instead of a midfielder. Um yeah. Yeah, no, I'm basically gonna. I I think I want to go for the third city asset in 23. I think it just makes sense. I think like you're yeah. gonna miss out if you don't. But I'll f- try and figure out what defender that is, and probably do that next week. So it means Doherty might just have to save for City at home, which is a bit tough. <sighs> yeah, that is tough. Who would, who would uh, you go for though, Thomas? That third option with KD with who do you have? KDB and Holland and who? Um. I, maybe Stones, maybe a Kanji. Like I don't really love both of them, but um, they're both doable. I mean, against if, against if Spurs and two... what against against Arsenal in twenty three. Yeah, Villa home and Arsenal away. I mean, it's not awful. Like still double game week. Like if they get one and clean sheet and get seven yeah, points, yeah, that's, and get another that's two. Fair. It's like, I don't. Know, it's just that's why I'm hesitant about it. I don't really know. And that's why Mahrez might be a little bit of a better option. Um, yeah. I was thinking if you went from outside of a defender, I'd, I'd go. Yeah. But then it's always, yeah, it's that risk of rotation, which I'm looking at. Yeah. I mean, maybe we'll get some more news about uh, other double game weeks in 25 and, and 26, which will kind of like maybe 
change our transfer business and, and go for something a bit more long term so we have players for those games because I don't think a lot of players like it's possibly Bournemouth Palace oh, actually it's terrible Bournemouth Palace and Wolves but the week after is <laughs> Liverpool and Wolves to possibly do it so they're either doing it the 25th or 26th um, so you know I don't have any Liverpool players and I might want Darwin by uh, 23 when Liverpool play Everton at home yeah like that's a big <laughs> game the target the target uh, massive game yeah uh, so Aside from uh, that, I, I what, what, what are we thinking? Four or five nil? Tom, you have to rejoin the Twitter, by the way. Okay. Or like four or five nil there, Thomas? Um, it could be bad, but Liverpool bad right now. Once we get rid of our manager, we have a fight. We have a chance at putting up a fight. But um, if Frank is still around by then, you know, we're a bit of embarrassment and we need to go down at that point. He's probably going to be around by then, though. Who, who, who are you guys even linked with to take over? <laughs> yeah, they're back. They're back. Don't worry. Yeah, well, no, yeah. So, so we, um, what were we talking about, Tom? We were saying Liverpool assets. So yeah, we, Liverpool Everton, yeah. we wanted to get Darwin in. I've already got him, but I think Darwin is one to get in for game week twenty three before they double. Uh, of course, Everton at home, or is it Everton away? So Everton, yeah, Everton at home. That's I think you really, really want to get Darwin in for that. I think Liverpool look like they're getting fitness back together. Like obviously they're not in the best shape right now, but. When Darwin's fully fit, I think they're a completely different team. Um, obviously, he just creates a completely different dynamic to that attack where he goes in behind, and you know, when he when he he creates chances, uh, you can at least say that no one will ever doubt that he creates chances. And if he, if it's all about just taking them in. Everton, one of the worst defenses in the league, he will be creating yeah. a lot of chances, and you know, it could be a major haul. You never know. Maybe even I know it's very early prediction now, but. Let's see, Everton, 23 at home, and Haaland has Aston Villa at home. Okay, so if you wanted to be really, really ballsy, a Darwin or Salah cap may be quite fun for that one. Um, but yeah. Would you would you have the cojones to go for a Darwin cap? I really wanted to go Darwin cap. <laughs> if he was really, if he was, like, this is what I was saying this uh, earlier when I was saying, like, I was thinking about going against Haaland, because if... If Darwin was nailed on to start and play ninety minutes today or not yesterday against Chelsea, I would have I would have very much thought about it. But the news sort of dictated that he wasn't maybe like that fit to 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 play ninety. So I, I went against it. Um, yeah, yeah, that I sounds about right. Darwin again. I think there's something to be said about maybe not even against a team like Everton who sit back because obviously they'll be sitting back and that doesn't necessarily suit Darwin's game. But I think more so against better teams that will sort of sit higher. Try and press them up high, sort of like uh, like I think Chelsea would have been perfect, honestly. Chelsea at home, if if they were fully fit, because Chelsea would have pressed them up high, but you know Liverpool at their best, when they are at their best, they can break the lines and create loads of chances. But obviously that just didn't come because you know both teams had were ravaged by injuries, so it was just quite a poor game all round. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's even a bummer, I... it's a bummer that. Oh, sorry, you go push. No, I was just gonna say I thought that Liverpool were probably the better team, even though. We had some decent chances, and Mudrick played for a decent amount of time, but didn't start. Um, yeah, I still think we, we're still, I think, the worst of the top six at the moment. Like, while Liverpool are down there with us, it's just we we just we just struggle to score goals, and it's just it's something's clearly wrong with like Mason Mount, Kai Havertz, and the lot that were like key to us winning the Champions League two years ago. Like, they just seem so off it for some reason. And yeah. I don't even I don't even know what it is like at this point. I just like I watch games and I'm like, who the hell is this player right now? Like two years ago, you were bowling out 
like making fantastic runs, turns, balls into the box, all that stuff. And now it's just like they're they're like a shadow of the player that they once were. And that's not even saying the player they once were was like a world class talent. They just they're not even up to the standard that they 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 set themselves before. Yeah, I think it's also Havertz is such an, a weird player to to look at because if you take a look at like since the restart all the stats goal goal threat creativity whatever like attempted assists shots he's at, he's literally in the top five top two for for both um so i i think he is a good asset if he can find forward but I, i'm and 11 of his shots were in the box i mean if he could do well but i think with mudrick and and uh Jao Felix in there, who both can create, like Mujic can create in the I final so, third well, and, and Jao Felix can can do it in the midfield and kind of progress everyone to the final third. Low key, yeah, if he wasn't oh, if he wasn't chance. priced at seven point eight right now and he was a seven forward, I think he would be well worth it. Seven point five. Me. Or no, he yeah he's seven point oh, eight. Havertz, Havertz. Havertz. He's seven point eight at the moment, but if he was like a seven, I think he'd yeah. be kind of worth to have, like in, in a metro price. He'd be a little bit fun to have to rotate out in, in and out if you have like saved two free transfers or something. Cause he scored that goal, like what was it in the second minute of the Liverpool game? It was offside by yeah, like inches. Yeah. Um, so I mean that like that's that's a, that could have been a return, hence he just like holds his breath for half a second. Like yeah, yeah. it's just those yeah. margins. No, for sure, for sure. Yeah, You'd so, be having a very different conversation about Havertz if that counts as a goal because it was very yeah. hard margins. Um so yeah, I think. Yeah, when when Mudrick and Felix are fit, obviously, you know that does sound like a like there'll be a lot more creativity in that Chelsea side. So for sure, Mood, you'd think someone like Havertz, when they he'll be given a lot more chances that are, you know, a lot easier to finish than compared to, you know, he he definitely is dealing with a lot of scraps at times, especially in this these first six months, just living off scraps because he really really has not been getting too much creativity in service. Yeah, like Pierce, we talk about that Chelsea team a lot and how they just don't have um, a finisher. Uh, they no, no, no. It's not. It's Kai Havertz can can do the job in the box. He's not the most elite finisher in the world, but he knows how to find chances, which is the hardest thing to do, in my opinion. And you guys didn't have a guy that progresses the ball in the midfield. If you think, well, yeah, we have Mount, no, we have no creator, but Mason Mount does it. He just brings it out to the wide. No, the but Mason, Mason Mount and Havertz are players that can pass the ball. They they know how to link up play with you know one one or two touches, and they get the ball forward in that way. But they're not dribblers, and that's why you've gone out and got Felix Mudrik because these guys can take on people on their own and break lines on their own. And so yeah. now you've got guys like Mason Mount, Sterling, Havertz, who are all very very good runners and make good runs, know how to get into good spots. And they're going to be able to just to do what they want because they all have time on the ball when Mudrick is, you know, taking it down the wing all by himself and going a million miles an hour and no one can catch up with him. Yeah. It'll be very interesting to see how this team moves forward fully fit. Like, they're still nagging injuries. Like, we haven't had Reese James for a couple of weeks now. Ben Showell's been out, and we haven't really been able to utilize our wingbacks, which is what we've been known for in the past. Um, Conte's also coming back to training as well, which is massive. Even if we can squeeze, like, five games out of him, like – you win five of those games, you win all five of those, like you're moving up the table really well. Um, so yeah, it'll be very, very, very interesting to see what happens going forward. Fofana is also coming back as well. Another defensive Chelsea asset at a very, very good price. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's exciting for just one as a fan, but also FPL options because it's nice having like players perform from your team as well. In FPL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get yeah. that. I get that. Uh, yeah, I, I, there's just like once once full fitness is there, I think it should be a lot of fun to watch and 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 have players like that in your team. Pierce, I don't I don't think you're 
don't think you guys are in good enough form just yet. And with them still like all kind of coming into the team, Felix and Mujic, like maybe not worth it just now, but Southampton at home right after all this double game week 23 nonsense is over. Would be a very nice pickup for either one of them. Yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna be the diff. I think Chelsea will be the differentials in a couple of weeks when you guys just start picking up form. Your defense has already done it with Kepa a few times. Um yeah, and also uh Badi Ashiel. I'm not yeah. entirely sure how to say his name. He's he's actually surprised the hell out of me. He's very is calm he on the F- ball. Is he an FPL guy? Like, does he rack bonus points or does he get ah uh, no, no, I wouldn't say that. No. Let me let me check. Yeah. I actually don't even know his price. Oh, he's five. He's could, five point. He's five mil. Well, actually. I think actually, to be fair, the big news, right? Reese James is back in training. What's the sort yeah. of latest update when he could be returning to, to the action? Um, as of right now, I haven't really seen anything today. Um, but yesterday he was training a lot. Same with Chilwell. They were both doing full contact training, which is really really nice to see. Um, hopefully they just don't pick up another injury like in two weeks where they accidentally hit a piece of grass and fall over, and it's just like another month of rehab. Because they both have these like, like uh, nagging knee injuries that just are hindering their their growth as a player as well. It, it's it's a problem. We like someone's put some type of curse on us to just get injured like all the time. Like the amount of inj- injuries we have to our starters is so ridiculous. It's it's insane. And so we we have to play guys that aren't used to be playing a position or playing Lewis Hall got left back one game, center mid the other game, left wing the next. It's like. You're, you're tossing an academy player and just giving him a trial by fire in the prem, and it's 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 very tough to deal with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Well, Reese James can't take back. Jao Felix Mujikin. It's like almost a whole new team base. That's what Everybody I mean. Shelle, uh, yeah, yeah, and he's crazy. good as well. And Fofana comes in with him. Oh, that center back pairing, and, and even just let Thiago Silva have a rest because that man is what he's like 35, 38, something ridiculous. 38, yeah, I think. 38, yeah, and he's still performing lights out, lights out, and he, he moves like a young, like a like. It's very interesting to see, like what was I think it was against Gakpo, uh, in the second half. Gakpo had like a straight one on one with him, and he basically like ran centrally and knew and predicted Gakpo's run with the ball because he Thiago Silva knew he didn't have the pace to keep up with him, and just met him inside. And it was like that is textbook defending for when you know you can't beat a man by by pace, but you're going to use your football IQ to close him down in the spaces before you can even get a good shot off. Like it was just, that was like first like watching a center back do that is it's so beautiful. Yeah. How about uh, uh, transfer plans? Do you guys have any sort of, I know it's very early two week break, but what have you guys sort of got lined up? Um, Probably just I'd, if I can get rid of Mitro for Nketiah, but it depends like if Mitro prefer, performs tomorrow against Spurs, like, that's just another reason to keep him in my team again. So it's like, yeah. And then yeah. depending on injuries and what managers say, impressors, I think we'll, I think we'll just have to wait and see. It's a little too early at the moment. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm not gonna do transfers. It's kind of annoying that, that whole like Casemiro thing. If I wanted to get Casemiro and Saka, I'd, I'd have zero point zero in the bank. So <laughs> I won't have enough. I won't have enough for that in the week. But I'm just not gonna do that. It's a bit unneeded. Um, but it'll definitely be two transfers for probably Arsenal players this week because I'm, I'm a bit I'm a re- bit worried that Everton you know Everton you know, even at, at home I'm still worried we are just god awful. Is yeah there's really there's really no point in not targeting us as a good fixture I think this week and then Liverpool the week after it's all a good time to to pick up players against Everton. Um, yeah. So probably Nketiah and Saka if we're being honest. 
but uh, that could change because Doherty is a bad option for me next week on paper. Yeah, what about you, Tom? Um, so yeah, I'm still. I, I I did say I wanted to find a way to get Fernandez into my team, but I just think the other options in midfield, are, it's too difficult. That maybe I'll just go for a third United centre back, or not a, a third United defender. Keep up with Dallo's fitness. If not, maybe go for like a Varane or a Martinez. Um, and then outside of that, Rodrigo obviously an option. Uh, Saka, I need to get. I need to. I don't have any Arsenal players in my team. I need to get. I need a double. I need to find a way to get two in at least because they've got Everton away. That's a fixture I want to very much target. Um, need to find a way to get two Arsenal players in, and then, yeah, figure out, figure out how to do the funds as well for that because it's it's not it's not easy to shift that around because I've got, <laughs> you know, like because my Man City players are a bit of an issue now that they've done they've done me very well, but between between I've actually got a bit of an issue where. Oh, maybe I'll throw this to you guys. What do I do between Mares and De Bruyne? As I said, as I said before about Mares, I wasn't sure about his nailedness. Uh, but then he's also a lot cheaper. De Bruyne hasn't been producing for that price, but maybe he's more nailed. Do, what do you guys think? Who would you get rid of to bring in for Saka? I don't. I don't honestly. Yeah, I do KDB Tom because yeah. yeah. It's just he's for his price, he's not performing. What yeah, you want to and be doing. it opens unless you can do it with the right transfers and get rid of Mara's because he, he will play more than Mara's, so he likely will pick up more points, but I don't think it'll be a ton more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how much do you have in the bank? Um, I have 1.6. Oh, okay. Would you do a Kulu switch? Oh, no, you yeah, can't. yeah, yeah. Kulu's, Kulu's guaranteed coming out. Yeah, uh, so you do so a double you, no yeah, matter yeah. what, even if he scores a hat trick. <laughs> I hope I hope that's his goodbye gift to me as a hat trick. Um but yeah, Kulu's definitely gone. And then um and then it'll be one more. And then I I, I pretty much did minus four. I'm definitely settled on a minus four. Um because I've got to gotta do a lot to my team. Um and then I'll figure out what still haven't really figured out because we don't really know what the blanks are, we don't know what the double game weeks are. So I know that's I'm de- I know I'm definitely doing a hit. I yeah I, I'll be doing a hit if Dallas playing Tom or if I think he's reasonably enough evidence for him playing I'll probably bring him in yeah um alongside two Arsenal players yeah that sounds about right I probably yeah I probably do yeah definitely want to get in Ketien just for that yeah exactly like, so I mean, that, if... yeah that was another one yeah. in for Mitrovic is possibly one that I I don't know I'll try to force in but it's tough it's tough yeah I I was. My whole thing's Kane versus Mitrovic. And if you look at, you know what, if you look at Fulham's fixtures, they're quite nice. Like even Chelsea away this week, I mean, next week is half decent. And then Forest at home, Brighton away is tough. But then Wolves at home after that. Um, I don't know. You could look at it the other way where that is quite tough, where Chelsea now are looking a little bit better at the back. They aren't as chaotic as they as they were. Nottingham Forest on a bit of a good run. Their defence is definitely looking better than, uh, than it did before. They're not, they're definitely not the, um, the target team they once were in the season. Brighton, we know are tough. Wolves, you know, Wolves would be on. I know they got beaten pretty toughly by City today, but every other team in the league struggles against Wolves because they've got a very good midfield that, you know, can compete with anyone apart from City. And then Brentford away, it's very tough. Arsenal at home, very tough. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, 
So, wait, but would you like Tottenham's City at home, which I don't even mind for Kane. I actually like it quite quite a bit. Um, yeah, and then exactly. Le- Leicester away and West Ham at home as well are pretty decent. But yeah, I, don't, I think there's a okay the price. I don't know if it's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's 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 what I have to kind of go between if I'm gonna do one of them, and I think both of them will be gone at one point. Nikesia and Felix will probably be my two in a couple of game weeks, or Darwin if it's not Felix. Yeah, Darwin is kind of my guy. I've just got my blind faith in right now because obviously he would probably, in theory, be the guy to go to for for Nketiah, But I've just got to back the stats, go back the stats, and hope that he's he's fit. Two weeks time is plenty of time for him to get fully fit, and I hope he hits the ground running. So I just don't. I'm just not going to sell him. Yeah, yeah, I think he will. Um, give him a game we could too. Maybe maybe it won't be this week, but the Everton game he'll likely be fit for and ready. Yeah, well, I mean, he'll definitely be fair. He played, he played. So after in in two weeks' time, he yeah, but like ninety minute, ninety minute fit, yeah. Which I think, well, the state of Liverpool right now, he almost is ninety minute fit because they just they're really lacking options. So it's not like they have guys to bring off the bench for him. So should we talk about Liverpool for a sec? Because I think we're all going to start going back towards them because of twenty six and just the fact they're always scoring goals really in the Premier League, but. They are really, really, really not good. And Trent Alexander-Arnold is a bit of a joke when he defends. Do you know? Do you know who um, could be quite an interesting option? Gakpo. Gakpo. I think he got like six or seven shots in the last few games. Like, let me look at this. Um, Gakpo. I think he's putting up pretty nice numbers. Like, he hasn't been finishing well, but in his last two games, at least, so against Chelsea, sorry, he put up seven shots with 0.9 xg which again wow. is showing that he's probably getting to the right positions and yeah he not didn't finish any of them but yeah if he's taking off seven he... shots that's a pretty good pretty good number is he a, is he a midfielder oh. yeah and he's wow. t- classified as a midfielder 0. sorry 8.0 which is pretty reasonable and he's a bit of an alternative to Salah like no one the truth is is Salah definitely isn't worth that price there's no like unless Liverpool magically sort of come into most ridiculous form. Whereas at 8.0, if he puts up probably less, like it would likely not be as good as Salah, but you're saving again. You're saving, was it four, three, four mil on that? So yeah, but if he comes into some form, Darwin fit, you know, playing through Darwin, play, and then that front three is a lot more coherent. Like Gakpo, um, Gakpo, Salah, Darwin is actually pretty competent compared to when you know ox ox is in there or whoever they sort harvey elliott like that's a huge drop off in quality so yeah maybe we'll see the best of gakpo when um when when you know that full front three is out yeah i mean i'm hoping his i think he's still be taking a lot of shots sellers the creator in that team somewhat to a certain extent these days which is why he's not as good of an option um mm-hmm. still shoots a bit but Maybe it's worth having Gakpo, who's gonna f- like feed off of all the chaos going on with with Nunes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Very possible because I think Nunes isn't even necessarily selfish as well. Like I don't think he is. Like a lot of people say he is, but when he goes through one on one, or at least like he comes through one on one at maybe an awkward angle, I do find he often plays the pass. Like it's only, he only takes that shot on when there's literally no one else to pass it to, and then he and then he'll hit it quite wide, but. I have seen a few times where he'll square the ball to Salah like in a way that's almost like too unselfish. Maybe that's a confidence thing um, because obviously his finishing has been very, very poor. 
But yeah, I think if Gakpo's in there, another runner, you never know, you could sort of feed off that. And uh, yeah, these balls could be squared off to him. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a good shout. I wasn't really looking at that, if I'm honest. I didn't even see the seven shots yeah. um, from before. But yeah, a bit risky option, but it's, but, it's yeah, exactly. so pure, many of those right now. Pure just so fun. Option. Uh, Liverpool have a double, maybe more so worth later on, I guess, for their double. Or, uh, like I said, that Everton fixture, if you can't afford Salah, maybe it's worth, like the same as Fernandez, like maybe kind of worth a, a weird risk with uh, with Gakpo. Because, I mean, and also the thing yeah. is, well, he's not necessarily an out, he's not an outright goal scorer, he's not an outright, like, assister creator, because he does both. Like, you saw by his VC numbers, he got, like, 12 goals, 12 assists, so he can clearly do both. Yeah, but the role that they're yeah. playing him at Liverpool is a little bit differently, I think. They're kind of, like, using him and Salah in that, like, that weird, like, I don't know, wide center forward role mm-hmm. where they're they're trying to like provide for whoever the striker then, is most likely darwin at the time so it'll be, so. It'll be gakpo sort of in the Firmino role when when nunez is fully fit so he'll it'll be, yeah that, exactly what i'm trying to say yeah. Ga- yeah gakpo number 10 and then sort of salah nunez sort of as those outside strikers and yeah like you could you can definitely see gakpo making those late runs feeding off the the chaos so yeah if you want if you want to go for a weird cheaper liverpool midfielder for their good run slash double game week it's quite a fun one. Yeah. I'm definitely yeah. there for that, especially oh, about how just, Bruno performed for me. I think it's a bit of fun. Yeah. Just generally, there's a lot of um a lot of fun differentials can go on. I think we we were seeing at the start because of the wild card. This always happens with the wild card, but everyone's got very similar teams, or at least they target similar teams and similar players. And now it's kind of breaking up because people want to go towards double game week. Some people plan for this game week, some people plan for the two game weeks ahead. Um, some people don't even have double gaming players at all because they don't even realize. So this could be, uh, you know, a very sw- swingy couple of weeks because um, some Arsenal Man City, most people should have. But after that, it's going to be some weird double game weeks that some people won't even bother doing. Yeah. I mean, today, we like this game week, we even saw like a lot of people rolled their transfers and they still performed really well, mostly thanks to how. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think this this week, to be honest, was kind of like a damage limitation week uh, because there was a lot of like Arsenal guys um, you know, Harlan, but everyone kind of had Harlan. Obviously, most people had a Harlan hat trick. Um, and then you know, they, they're still kind of this is like the last remorses of people's uh wildcard teams. And then next week, because everyone's held, everyone could be doing three transfers, two transfers, which you know, bit really, really changes up people's teams. Yeah, this is where we, we talk about um the classic saying it's a marathon, not a sprint here. Mm-hmm. And this is where pre- people are preparing for the, the longer run fixtures instead of targeting like uh game week fixtures every now and then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, obviously right now, the guys that are doubling, the teams that are doubling are all the big teams, United, City, Arsenal. So maybe, maybe for a small amount of weeks, we'll see uh very similar teams, triple Arsenal, triple Man United, triple City. Yeah. Uh, that sort of notion. But, and then after that, we'll get the weird double game weeks with Brighton, Aston Villa, Newcastle, I guess. And then that's when we'll see a bit more funky teams, I guess. It's where the, the Irishman Evan Ferguson comes in handy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if Brighton double game week does come, he would be in a lot of teams. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, at least we have this little break. I don't have to look at transfers for a week or so. I'm just it's a, it's a nice little break because it's... Things. It's been so heavy with FPL, like you can kind of just like take a little breather from it, come back with a little bit of a fresher, and uh, mm. 
and get going again, which is really, really nice. And you can also enjoy some other football at the same time. No, it's true. It's true. But then also at the same time, it's very hard to switch off completely from FPL. Like the World <laughs> Cup, I think the World Cup was one of the few times where I had been able to because it's like obviously completely different football. Whereas like when it's still FA Cup and League Cup or whatever, it still has the sort of FPL consequences. So you still kind of like have stuff in mind. Yeah. And it'd also be it'll also be interesting come February when uh Champions League picks up as well. Mm-hmm. Like that that'll be a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah, I think I think we'll see some really, 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 really good switches around and like yeah. injuries and minutes get uh limited and stuff to prepare for that, especially among the bigger teams and the performers that we're used to seeing in FPL. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. You- I think that's when uh, the experience in FPL comes where you can predict sort of lineups a bit better just because you have more of an eye for that. Yeah, and we can also come out with a couple, you know, UCL shout pods and all that stuff with, with mm-hmm. during that time as well, which would be a lot of fun. No, no, for sure, for sure. You guys, anyone on the right, I mean, Tom, I think me and Tom, we're done with the triple captain because we did it last week, but Pierce, Rashford this week? Uh, yeah, I've definitely been thinking about it, but obviously we've got some time to to see what their minutes are looking like and how they perform uh, mid uh, during, what was it, FA Cup. So, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I've honestly, the way that Bruno's been playing, uh, I wouldn't mind that. It would be the most differential triple captain I'd probably ever play in FPL, especially just due to his ownership and all that. I think it would be fantastic. I would love two goals and an assist from the man. Um, that would be fantastic. And also just everyone kind of like messing up the Holland triple captain pick is huge, especially for someone in my position who's at 500k right now. Like I could, I could use those points. Mm-hmm. Like no doubt, it would be fantastic. Yeah, I think yeah. Bruno versus Rashford's definitely close. Definitely yeah, close. Because yeah, as much as good as Rashford is, he doesn't get bonus points very often. Yeah, and, Br- and Bruno's also Bruno's also on pens, which yeah. is nice. But but then again, like I, it sounds a bit stupid to say, but Rashford's also like on uh free kicks from in and around the box, and we know he's got a right foot for for goal and putting it in the back of the net really nicely. Mm. So yeah, it's it's a little interesting. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm, like also, today, I'm also uh, like not Rashford even too got... tempted to like to jump the gun and play the triple captain shit. I could also just wait for, say, for example, City somehow double up again later on in the season, and I could go with the Holland and he just bites everyone back, which would be miraculous yeah. after everyone did it last week. <laughs> Definitely possible. Um, today, like today, Rashford got 20 BPS when and he had a goal, and Bruno had 24, which is an assist. Um, obviously, he didn't get anything because of the Arsenal guys, but. You know, I you, you could grab the extra two, one or two point three points from going Bruno if he gets a goal. Um, and you should like if we saw he got that twenty points or nineteen points the other week, like he was ten and nine or something. Um, because he grabbed he grabs bonus both times. Um, and on pens, especially over two games, I, I think it's quite nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Okay, nice stuff. Okay, I think we can we can leave it there. We'll have a. Yeah. We'll have another podcast, I think, before the game week after all this sort of information. And we can also sort of... um a stat wars, Tom. You want to announce a yeah, stat wars stuff wars? like that? <laughs> yeah, actually we can do a stat wars. So we'll do what the football daily guys do, stat wars. So a bit of a trip football trivia quiz in between. Uh um, am I am I gonna be uh MC on that? You can you can be MC on that. And we probably gonna <laughs> test our uh football knowledge. We're gonna we're gonna need to have some listeners to debate who interrupts who more. Is it gonna be Tom or Thomas? Because that is the, luckily, luckily the infamous no, debate we have on the pod. Luckily, there's no debate round in uh, in Star Wars, but maybe we could add one because I know the viewers love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 sounds good. All right, nice, nice.